0: Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan LaPlante and players Tom McGee as interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Elizabeth as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borovic as sister Olean Mina. My report shows that Piper successfully blinded Marx's fighters, but it was clear that someone had interfered. Seth tried to convince Peders to spread the rumor that Vance is rigging the games. Nero had the most successful combat imaginable, and Olean isn't sure how to interpret this wild-eyed mania of his. He's still their leader, but is he becoming unhinged and perhaps somewhat heretical? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy.
1: One of the guiding rules of Fabius Bile. Appointments must be kept lest all fall to anarchy. A bet has been made and so has a (laughs) promise, both of which are at odds with each other. A bet that your team will win this game. A promise to House Bane that your team will come second and an incredibly confusing political situation where you may out the person you're helping stabilize a system that you know is of critical imperial (laughs) interest to forces far beyond here. Seth, you and Piper are the only people who can talk about this because the others are in the arena. I think smart enough to weigh the situation to be able to math out what's happening, but they don't know about the bet. They just think, oh, it's gonna be a hard time for you to throw in that towel. They actually think you should, I think, because they know (laughs) that you were supposed to bet that you'd come second with Nero Skull Shield's money. So Mm -hmm. they think you've nailed this. You just have to sell the towel bit. Um... You have a few moments to actually talk to each other and strategize before this happens. There are breathers between rounds. And you're seeing from the arenas where the fighters have died, their full crowds are switching over. And it's clear the event organizers are allowing that transition to happen. Oh, we get to
0: talk to Ole and Nero?
1: No, they're on the field. You don't get to talk to them. What I mean is you have a, it's not like Seth has to be like, give me the white towel. (laughs) You have a moment for you two to figure out the approach or what yeah, you okay. should do if you gotcha. want to talk about it. I think you're both equally aware of the ramifications. And yep. Piper, you overheard the deals, the details. Oh, of I did. Okay. So you're aware of those challenges because you were around for those. You don't right. know about the psyker promise, but you're aware of the earlier bet.
2: I have my answer. I'm just thinking about how to
1: put it. Well then Piper, right. do you have anything yeah. you would say before Seth with his jaw set sternly is yeah. about to march over?
0: Um, I just kind of like with kind of a crooked smile say, "So we're right fucked, right? Either way, like well, I don't see really see like how, what what the what the fuck has happened here."
2: Uh, and I'll I'll go over to Piper uh, and speak in a low voice so that yeah, that's I'll say more, you guys are in your own yeah. box.
1: Pettis is in the back of the the governor's yeah. one, and the governor's blissed out and his weird psychotropic drugs, yeah. so you can talk freely.
2: When I spoke with Bane, it became clear she was a shrewd tactician. I think she would see the value that. I, I think she would see the value in us not tipping our hand to clearly show support for her house. It could unite Marcus and Vance together against us, seeing two houses supporting each other we don't want these other two to support each other we want them in direct competition with each other i believe i can convince her that due to the poor showing of her suicide kings i made a call to <clears throat> that i made a call to pursue a victory after all we are still supporting her behind the scenes and so if we can support her from a more powerful position more the better
0: Right, I suppose that makes sense.
2: We also I mean... have a very, very rich man to please. And so I feel this is the least dangerous way to go about it. We seek victory here and now. We must Hyper. put our faith and perhaps some of our power, if I saw on the on the monitor correctly, perhaps you are ready to contribute a little more to the group. I... I didn't understand what you were saying at first about taking care of things. I thought you were scared, I suppose is the word. But I see now that you...
0: Oh, no, to be clear, I'm fucking terrified. I just, like, don't Well, then you're
2: managing your fear much, much better than you have been. and I'll commend you for that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's pretty easy to manage your fear when you're like, there's just no other option. The only other option is like, well, we're definitely fucked. There's like maybe fucked, definitely fucked. Well, you know, I'm going to mitigate the definitely fucked one first.
2: And with that in mind, are you ready to support our friends down there on the field?
0: I mean, if I have to, I think I'd rather do. not. I'd rather that we made plans that like didn't have to involve me, like risking my safety and possibly everyone's safety. And that I'd would just not be like the nice thing to do the next time we made a plan.
2: I'm sorry, I do not even know it yet. Paper, but here we are.
1: I'm I didn't sorry,
0: even hear that, and I
1: don't care. It seems that you are of an argumentative type. Is there an issue regarding our bet? Says Peters, approaching from the distance. Certainly
2: not. Just a matter of renegotiating our cut.
1: What shall we do then, good sir? You said there was
2: time for you to think. And I have taken that time. Now, your ask of 25% of the cut back then, an understandable gambit. What have you to lose? 25% of nothing is nothing. 25% if you win is massive. Now that victory is more real, I need to, we need to speak more realistically. 5% of the cut. 20.
1: 10%. uh, Can you roll me a, let's go Skelduggery, Tyler? (laughs)
2: Uh, Skullduggery. Okay, so that's already basically queued up just from the last one. So I just need difficulty, setback, boost, whatever.
1: Great. Uh, I just
0: wanted Pettis to go <clears throat> 30.
1: <laughs>
2: if I rolled poor Lady
1: Mike. Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, I'm going to say uh, in this instance, he would make a bet with you because the credits were real, but I think your lack of classiness is going to come across mm. as like a criminal shadiness. So you will have, I think it's like two setback instead of two boost. I can't remember what mm-hmm. it is, the negative version.
2: Oh, for my um, etiquette. Yeah, let me quickly let you oh, know. But I, I believe it's
1: it might be one setback. I
2: can't remember. Dealing in boost and setback uh, etiquette, huh. etiquette. Etiquette. Sorry, gang. Just one second here.
1: No worries, because I think Pettis will overlook a lot when it comes to cash, but when it comes to negotiation and willingness to like give ground to you, that's where it'll affect things. Yeah,
2: it it is boost and setback, so we would be right. we adding two if you, if that's how you want to do it. Yep,
1: yeah, let's do that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, uh, what's difficulty, difficulty for this, I will say three. I feel like that's okay. his kind of like soft negotiation number. If he was coming in hard, it would be higher. He's very capable, um, but he still considers you. Dude, I'll say two. You do seem friendly, actually. You, okay. you yeah, no, I'm not it. trying to. No, no, no. I mean, to the character, <laughs> you gave him Skull Shield. So I think yes. that he would, that's a pretty big favor. So I don't think he's trying to like screw you over. I think he's yeah. just doing default. I have to negotiate for more money mode. <laughs> So,
2: yeah. Sorry. I was about to say, and I don't know why this isn't a real phrase or anything, but I was just about to say, I'm not twisting his nipples here or anything. Um,
1: <laughs> it's just a weird, a weird thing to say. I'll give you a boost because um, you're not twisting his nipples. <laughs> thank <laughs> you.
2: Perfect. I'm not tuning the radio. You know what I mean? Also, um, you're
1: playing the game, which is why I would give you a boost. Uh, and he would expect you to lowball and then negotiate. So yeah, one boost.
2: So, and I'm also going to use a story point here because okay. I believe Seth sees his, uh, his whole team at this point really fucking just giving it their all His two like the two warriors down in the field completely um decimating uh their enemies um and just getting the crowd whipped up into a fervor um and then for for piper to overcome or better manage her paranoia or fear about exposure to the warp or to the cultists on this world to still go down and tilt, tip the scales in our favor. I think, and he would never say this out loud to anyone, right? He would never say this to these people, but he is coming up short and he needs to kind of pull his weight. And so I think that is the impetus behind uh, this story point where he's like, I need to, I need to do my share here. So that's four green, one yellow, two purple, a boost and two setback. So in our favor, but the dice, you know, they can be funny. Okay. The dice are cool this time. Three successes,
1: four advantages. Because of your information about Nero Skull Shield, I agree to your 10%. Uh,
2: I'll put my hand out for a handshake.
1: I don't and know if he that's will a take thing. it. Okay, he'll take it. Yeah. Uh, it's slimy and weird, and he's clearly got like a skin condition that leaves his hands kind of warty or bumpy in ways you don't care for. Uh, but it's a pretty brisk handshake, yeah. kind of he'll and pull I back. make a
2: point of not being visibly grossed out. I am happy to make a deal with this man.
1: Uh... Make a note for yourself, Seth. I think after all the stuff that's gone down here, uh, you can add a boost die whenever you interact with Pettis. I think okay. at this point, he considers you uh, an admirable fellow, a personal friend, and a source of great profit. That is his holy trinity. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, he will, uh, like, you, you've you befriended the Ferengi of the 40K universe.
2: Thank you. Uh, great.
1: And then he will just kind of drift back into the rear of his box. Um At which point the music plays and the gate begins to clank open at the far side of the arena. Uh, It has not yet cleared the ground. Nero, Mina, is there anything else you want to say to each other before this begins?
3: She's looking at the screens and seeing like a team with one guy almost dead and she's looking back at Nero and she's like, I I thought this was supposed to be over.
4: I mean, yeah, but we still got to lose, right? I mean, maybe, uh, maybe you can give me some guidance on this, sister. You seem to add, like as the thing is coming up. Like uh, uh, no, this, this, Nero. this, this, No, 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 no. This, this seems to be kind of uh, something you're better at than I am. Um, you think? Do you think Seth fucked us?
3: Nero, take aim. Take it. You. We are not going to lose this with our lives.
4: And then he smiles and says, "Not losing." Okay. The uh, gates clank higher. Uh,
1: and two shadows dart out opposite you, faster, blurring faster than you would believe is possible for a person. So fast, it's almost like watching a shadow flit from the gate opening behind cover. Above you, uh, Piper and Seth, uh, you see from the other arena uh, the stormtrooper still standing in the center is just sliced through almost a dozen times, the rounds wickering through the armor almost silently. Uh, at which point a champion steps forth, two of them from the dark, uh They are tall, lean, with bladed armor, no exposed skin, mesh, long, thin Xenos rifles with blades on the end. And you realize that somehow Nero's skull shield has brought the dark Eldari to this arena. The blood fiends and monsters of Kimora are here.
2: Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love.
1: Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beavermount, Ontario, is pretty much the same. Folks are polite, there's a hockey game that evening, and someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favourite podcast app. Ah, but hello. We're going to have to roll Vigilance because I don't think it's possible for you to get a surprise round on these things. Oh, man. So it is two uh, Cabalite warriors
4: uh, have taken to the field. I also feel like I I know Mina was freaking out about the the orcs. I think orcs being a a force of of, uh, like not capital C chaos, but like chaos and energy and destruction. Very easy to kind of wrap your head around. (laughs) Wouldn't orcs be chaos with a capital K? Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. Thanks, okay. buddy. See, you're getting you know 40k. <laughs> I
2: don't know what that stuff Ryan yeah, just said about whoever we're fighting, but orcs with a k, right? Yeah, uh, okay. they're
1: evil, evil space
4: elves. Um yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. sadistic, pain-filled torturers. Uh, but you, you know eventually... what? Even if they were just straight up Eldar, I feel like we'd have the same reaction. Oh, be like, yeah.
3: We. This oh no,
4: these are all the same. Smart, yeah. <laughs> scary aliens with guns. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry I cut you off. You're gonna no, all good. Tell us um, more horrible things about the dark Eldari. well I look yeah, no, album.
1: they the what you would know basically is that there are the eldari who are they're honestly they're they're the high elves of the 40k universe distant highly intelligent they basically think of humans as monkeys uh very murderous unpredictable known for psychic powers and kind of extreme elegance uh to the point of probably decadence from the propaganda you would know like their fall was their own fault <laughs> and that's why they failed because they were doomed to due to that uh the dark eldar are their scary cousins uh who have given up on basically all elements of nobility Uh, They run in like poisonous cabals that turn against each other in a secret city. They're known for basically attacking planets as pirates and raiders where they kidnap, draw slaves, leave nothing but the dead behind. There are no bodies and they are renowned torturers and people who kind of feast on pain and the souls of their prey. Um, as they continue to age over time, unlike the regular Eldar, if this is just some general facts that people might find interesting, as opposed to stuff, your characters would deep, deep dive though. Nero definitely knows this. Uh, the dark Eldar don't actually wear soul stones like the Eldar do. The Eldar created Slaanesh, the God of kind of pleasure and excess, uh, through their society becoming more and more. Too many over time.
4: orgies. <laughs> Too much space
1: Oops. fucking. So they actually created Slaanesh and the eye of terror, uh, at which point they escaped, but all of their souls are fated to be eaten by Slanish when they die. So the regular Eldari wear soul stones that kind of absorb their soul into a little gem and then they keep them in like a library that looks like a forest on their planets. Uh, The Dark Eldar don't. Uh, They eat souls and pain to maintain their lives as long as they can before they are killed and eaten by Slanish. They are... Slanish, the god of uh pleasure
4: and space. Pleasure, fun. yeah. Yeah, excess. Yep. basically the Hellraiser like god. Cenobite, yeah, 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 100%. Mm-hmm. And
3: mm-hmm.
4: the Eye of Terror, for reference, is the giant rip in space and time that let chaos in. Yeah. oopsie okay. poopsie. That's where all the chaos legions live. With Aren't all of this
3: elves?
2: nightmare information. Yes. What is the win condition of this gladiatorial combat? We uh, have the only team surviving.
1: You have to survive this round.
2: Oh, fuck. It's not like,
1: okay, white flag, where the only one's alive, it's over. I mean, theoretically, <laughs> if you threw in your flag, you don't know the rules of what would happen if you threw in your flag right now. But you don't have it. Gazzy nope. does, and yep. doing it now would be even weirder. Yep.
3: I don't think they're going to rationalize <laughs> these people out of the arena either. <laughs> they let them lose.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the Seth, it's worth flagging, because I'll flag this before we get into it so you can weigh this in your mind. Seth does have guns, and there are no shields between the floor and where you're standing is, so... Seth or Piper or a Warden could theoretically yeah. open fire. Uh there could be the odds for psychic intervention and you all know in your back pocket you do have the Inquisition card. You just technically Nero's the only one with permission to play it. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on there. Um but yeah. we're in the combat zone. I'm going to argue that this will be a vigilance check for our two fighters mm-hmm, cuz I don't mm-hmm. think your instincts
4: can react oh, God, faster. No no, than no, no, no. Eldar, aye, aye. So. so Also Again, the Elder are so fucking spooky compared to orcs yeah. that there's no way we're cool no, in this.
3: No. It's just a straight roll.
4: Straight vigilance, no difficulty. Yeah,
1: okay. I got two successes there, sir. Okay.
3: I got two successes, one advantage somehow. No.
1: Okay. <laughs> which means, which means let me just roll this here. With five successes and three successes, the, oh. the Kabbalites are going first. So Fucking again, hell. you're picturing they're probably seven feet tall, rail thin, moving almost like ballet dancers, only so fast and so coordinated. It is actually unsettling to look at the way the ALDari Dari move is alien, even though their forms are very human. It's all segmented armor moving to blade points, very finely built around them in mesh. A solid helmet with a large kind of b- builds to a point near the back of the skull, so it sweeps back very elegantly with the traditional kind of little, uh, the almost the Y shape of the eye slits to the mouth, but it's solid. Uh, and they've got long splinter rifles. So as you hear them open fire, uh, there's just the wickering of, of small projectiles moving through air Uh, If you see them, and I imagine you would, because I think they're going to be shooting right away, not just at you, but near you, Um, they're small bladed splinters uh, with barely above monomolecular in their width and length, razor sharp, that are clearly just through an electromagnetic machine inside it, just coming off of a solid core at an incredibly fast uh, and terrifying rate. So the first one will be uh, running forwards and taking cover behind one of the pillars and then opening fire on Mina. Uh, the Eldar mm-hmm. are very, very smart. And she is clearly much scarier than Nero on the scale of things. <laughs> so they are going after the They haven't the big read bad. my diary. Yeah, the big <laughs> bad up front. Power through. <laughs> okay, I just track it as... All right, that so firing with a splinter Mina rifle. fine.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> as intended.
1: Firing with a splinter rifle. Difficulty will be Two. Uh, Mina's got her gear, but she is essentially there in the open, so there's no need to add anything else. They moved, so they don't get a boost uh, for attacking. I will use a story point to boost up their fire. Do you want to use one in return? You do have a story point up to you. Just one? You can only ever spend one on any given No, point.
3: I. Have, how many do we have? Uh,
1: you currently have two. You had one when this turn started. Stay alive, man.
3: All right. All right. All uh, right. Little... Great, but I want to so... save it for Nero. No, okay, <laughs> we'll okay, it. we'll use it. We'll also, use it.
4: keep in mind, like tactically, yes, you do. But also, sure. I would argue, Sister Mina stepping in front of ammo to prevent yeah, Nero from dying is kind of her okay. saving it for Nero. <laughs> that's true.
3: I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll do a double story point on that one then. One
1: all f- the way against the and one for.
3: Yeah.
1: Sorry. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you're using. We'll a use point. it. We'll yeah. use it. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. I just, just want to make he sure I'm still getting into it. getting it in my brain. All right, let's see what happens. All right, we have four successes and one advantage. Let me make sure. The advantage is is
3: that I can block it because I took parry and block. <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, great. So um, you have four. So it will do a total of ten damage. Great. Uh, Your soak is eight, eight. so you have two left.
3: And then I will parry it.
1: And you will parry those, which is great. So that will cost you more strain, correct?
3: Yes, so I'm down to six strain.
1: Six strain, Mm -hmm. excellent. And there's one advantage. I'm gonna say uh, that they actually throw you off balance. Okay. Uh, So, uh, you're thrown off, which will give a, a boost die to uh, the next Dark Eldar, which goes to the opposite pillar. So there are six pillars in the arena, kind of two on either side of their gate, two on the either side of yours, and then the central ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they've ducked into cover, so they're firing kind of from their positions, one on either side of of the gate. Uh, so the other one is firing because they are super spooky. We mm-hmm. have uh, damage two, which is good. Uh, moved as well, so there will not be a boost for aiming at this point uh oh it's also pierced two i realized on their weapon okay which is worth flagging i think you can spend I parry,
3: more i parried all of it though so it didn't oh it, so it would be four.
1: four. Oh, so you parried four so you're still I parried fine, four I and you're still fine. S- yes because yeah, y- yeah. You so saw. i parried
3: the extra two then they they would, they would said, be yeah. they
1: would go through soak but you'd still parry them so that's Great. totally cool. exactly okay sure. good um the other one is firing. I will use a story point as well to boost this one. Uh, do you want to use one in return? Uh, no, I'm not actually looking at him. I'm uh, no, it's, it's firing on Mina. They're both firing oh, on Mina. Oh, great.
3: Yeah, which is oh. just, just, it's just good. I mean, how many story points do we have?
1: You've got enough Should to Should we just
3: one? swap them again? We'll just Yeah, that's fine. Great! Make these dice rolls spicy.
1: Exactly. Everybody get. Everybody gets to have some spicy fun here in the Dark Eldar arena.
3: Oof, My God. Oof, okay, doofs. that
1: is that is one success and two advantage.
0: Okay. This is uh, so much worse than orcs and brats. Mm-hmm.
1: Worse uh, than orcs. So they yeah. uh, they fire. They nice. only do seven damage. So that okay. clearly would not get through your your soak.
3: Yeah, but you said it's um, piercing
1: uh they it doesn't matter they they still like they they, with the piercing they only did seven to begin with and your soak is eight so okay even with their piercing which is two i guess you could theoretically block it if you wished to
3: so i'm gonna take two though right
1: if uh, so right now you have seven damage total Mm -hmm. so it has pierce two so it's the equivalent of nine so it'd be one more than your soak currently
3: right so So, i just take one damage then
1: if you want to yes
3: I'm going to do that because I only I can only parry one more time before I am knocked unconscious. So I will take a damage.
1: That is reasonable. Now, let me check a rule. <laughs> I didn't think oh, no. it was going to come up, but oh, why is it in the 40K book where nothing's listed? You've uh, taken Ryan, I've, damage. Got, a, oh, I've, I've taken got a searchable damage. I, I, pervert. I, it's his oh, trap so now, card. Yeah, exactly. Can you search um, toxic for me, Tom?
4: Yeah, one second, bud.
3: I've been poisoned.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the short answer is yes. That shot is poison. <laughs> So uh, when this weapon damages a target and bypasses Soak, they are forced to roll a resilience check with a difficulty equal to the weapon's toxic rating. All righty. Mina, can you roll me a Mm -hmm. resilience
1: check against uh, difficulty two? Okay. Because these are toxic rounds.
3: Okay. Resilience against difficulty two. Thank God resilience is brawn and I took it. I have three green, two yellow, two purple.
1: Yep, let's see what happens. Nice,
3: okay. Five successes, one triumph. Fuck yeah.
4: Get Um, out of here, poison. It's an anti-venom suit. (laughs) I I am going to say,
1: you feel the sting of poison from the round. It just, again, I think it actually, it's like you get peppered across and one just clips the shoulder where the Mm -hmm. the armor had already been kind of pulled back from the orc. Uh, You feel the sting of the poison uh, going through your veins. Uh, At the same time, you feel your body react. You start to burst out in that full body sweat kind of way. Uh, but then you you grit kind of grip your muscles uh, and your heart rate returns to normal. Uh, and I will say from this point onwards, you were immune to uh, the toxic value inside the Dark Eldar guns. So,
0: oh hell yeah! Due to
1: determination, your own ferocity, uh, mix of prayer,
4: uh, they building up resilience
0: point you. over years. Can, can, I, uh,
4: I, uh, can uh, I ask, I ask a quick question? Uh, is there advantage kicking around that you could possibly kick Nero's way? <laughs> <laughs> uh, asking, asking literally, not not know, figuratively yeah. or facetiously. And I'm just this, wondering if I could get a forward boost. Uh, I can't give it to you, but she could. Yes,
1: I would allow that.
3: <laughs> well, I, I they think have if, if five successes.
1: Successes. They're focused on her, so I think by default Nero, right. I would give. you a she's boost like Because she's like shielding
3: him. She's just yeah, like
4: great. Okay, love it. Yeah, you're whatever he needs Nero. to do. Yeah, cool. sorry, just wanted to clarify. I have nothing for, uh, else to give. Very dumb plan. I'm <laughs> sitting on. All yeah, right, thank uh, you. the Dark Eldar who fires
1: the shot that pegs her will actually uh, kind of ghost and sprint through the air from their pillar to one more over. So there's one uh, to the left of the gate, and there's one that is now using the central pillar for cover, having moved twice in a turn, ultra fast. Mm-hmm. Due to the ability of power through pain. Mm. Mm. Don't care for that. Oh
0: cool. wow. Uh
1: and they will uh oh yeah, they inflicted a wound. Um, so they will also uh aim because mm-hmm. they are very fast, especially when being combat effective. Uh that dark eldar will aim at Mina. Mm-hmm. Then we come to Mina, <laughs> oh, god. you have been shot sometimes. Uh, yeah. What do you do?
3: Oh, my god. Can I even make it to one of these, Eldar?
1: Uh, I would say, yeah, you can make it to one of the pillars. We've kind of established that it's one big trek kind of across. <sighs> so there is the one yeah. by the gate, or there is the one over to the right that is closer that uh, is the one who injured you and moved extra fast.
3: We're just going to have to go hit the one that's closer. She has nothing else she could do. Being a sitting duck is not going to help in this situation. So,
1: cool. Yeah. As so low that so she has move- to
3: leave Nero. She's just kind of like booking it, it.
1: I think they're moving so fast that you almost start to move the moment they break for that pillar, just knowing that's the only Meet place they can there. go to cover. Yeah. So great. What do you want to do?
0: I just
3: want to just want to hit it with a sword because that's all we got. We got we got one play in this book.
1: Great. <laughs> so you come in close, which is good. Uh, you've got melee light. Yes. So those rolls are what those rolls are. I'm going to say, normally it would only account for shooting, but Dark Eldar are so fast that I think we will add a setback for the fact that Dark Eldar can make use of the pillar to avoid your weapon. Sure. Uh, they get another three. You're dealing with a tanky one just like you. So four setback dice total. Uh, the difficulty for this attack will be three. Uh, three purple because uh, they mm-hmm. moved so quickly in the last turn that it's tough to draw a bead on them. Yep. Uh, yep. And I will spend a story point to... Uh, have them be extra dodgy.
3: Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Um I guess I'll try I'm gonna upgrade the difficulty too, to try and hit it with both weapons because I've just it's the only way we're gonna do that. Okay, then damage. you go to
1: difficulty four. Um and you have one red.
3: Oh, four with one red. Okay.
1: Because there's three already, so you have to add another for the oh no, it's two red, because you do have mm-hmm. the, That's the what two I weapon strike. Yep. Two
3: red, two purple, right? Yep. Or, yeah.
1: Two okay. red, two purple, four setback.
3: And then a story point.
1: Yep, that'll give you another <laughs>
3: And I have, please.
1: Yep. Are spent. we
3: at, is that all of our story points now?
1: Uh you still have one left because I, st- I also still spent one. one.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool.
3: <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay. Well. It's one green, four yellow, two purple, two red, four setback.
1: Let's
0: oh, oh,
3: Oh, pray to the emperor. Uh, one success, one threat. <laughs> That's fair. Wow, Yay! that is fair. still a That's great net right. result.
2: That's all right. Uh,
3: yeah. fair, I only yeah. hit with the chainsword, but Ooh. that is okay. Oh, Any land
4: you walk away from. <laughs> I felt that one in my chest. Yeah. Uh, I don't care for that feeling.
3: All yeah. <laughs> right,
1: so what is the damage of your weapon?
3: my damage is nine pierce one
1: plus your success will take you to 10 10. um plus your pierce will just essentially take you to 11 which means you will deal five wounds on uh the cabalite warrior man these guys be torf oh it's gonna be bad Uh, oh. I will say uh, with the threat that you rolled, that warrior will have, um, do you not know, mm-hmm. what I will say is for that threat, the warrior manages to backflip away from you out of combat and disengage for free at the start of this. So okay. they're, they're very speedy and very kind of dodgy. Yeah.
3: Yep. So that's probably it. Probably trying to hit it with the shield, and it just backflips, and woo, I'm gone. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the sword gets in there and deals a blow that I would say uh, breaks through the mesh armor and clearly scores across the arm uh, and and a portion of the chest, but flipping away fast enough, they don't get the full killing blow that you had swung. Uh, which means Nero, it is your your turn. There's a dark eldar
4: backflipping away from Mina and another at the gate. Uh, I don't see either of them because I'm looking at the stands. Uh, Can I see uh, the other Nero from where I am? Is he near enough that I have a clear visual line on him? Do you know what? I will say Uh. yes, because I think this is now the only game
1: left. So he would have entered uh, the governor's box. So he'll be standing Mm -hmm. on the, the far left side of the governor's box just looking down. Cool. So he's the that. furthest away from your party. Think of it's like he's standing on the, your right, the left side of the box from internally, the governor's in the middle, Pettis is on the far side, and then it's the owner's box to the sides from there.
4: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um, as soon as the uh, Dark Eldari enter uh, the sphere, uh, I just turn away. I assume Mina has it, Um I do a full, uh, like lead pace in the Hobbit, just like a disgusted, like, uh, uh, and, uh, turn back to the stands. Um, and the whole time this battle is raging behind me, I'm just cranking, um, something onto my bolter. Uh, and, uh, as I, I hear the sounds of battle behind me, uh, I just point up at the stands, uh, with my grapple gun and I look at Nero and just say, there can be only one. Uh, and then I'm going to fire my what? grappling gun at Nero Skull Shield. Because you know what? If you go to bring Zenos to the party, you deserve to attend. Um, so I'm going to attempt to grapple gun Nero Skull Shield into our arena pit with us.
0: This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairly, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Del Tastic on Twitter as Sister Oli and Mina, and our game master Ryan Laplante at The Ryan on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresies artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. D E L B O R O V I C. Our theme song is "The Hordes" by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks "No Control" and "Chief Spy" by Jahzar. J A H Z Z A R. Available at freemusicarchive.org.
1: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, The Half Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lourda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Friendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Legs D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
2: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
4: The world has still ended. Darcy was a cafeteria worker. Do you see that minotaur sitting out in the food court? Hmm? What minotaur? Just an ordinary, everyday human, probably. Egerton, you didn't even need a fairy cake. Why did you eat a fairy cake? Because I stress eat sometimes. Egerton was a PR flack for the imperial government. This extremely devastating explosion was, in fact, a celebration. He's a flightless fairy with a sweet tooth. There were some zombies, but Black blew them up. I climbed a tree. And we're skipping ahead, and and we're skipping ahead. Blatt used to be a filing clerk. I'll pneumatic tube it up, sir. Now he's discovering the secrets of his half-demon heritage, like his ability to summon a soul-bound weapon. Oh, you're here to destroy time, eh? Well, eat bazooka! (laughs) Three normal dweebs, rescued from the end of the world and sent on a last-ditch quest to save all of reality. There is a
2: way to stop the shattering, but we need you three. The End of Time and
4: Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Find it in your favorite podcast app or visit otherbothers.com. There's no evil, so you're welcome. Flawless logic. Oh, boy.